0: Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, and uh, John Machoda now joining us from the Athletic. Uh, John, hope uh, hope you're doing okay. Your beloved uh, Florida State team a little down right now, the loss of its quarterback. But I promise you, nowhere near how down my alma mater Baylor is right now. A uh, lot going on uh, with that program, and could be changes on the way. Now, John, welcome back to the show. Do you, uh, was Florida State, get us caught up here because could Florida State rally and, and, uh, who steps in now? Because you obviously you got a loaded rest of the team. Do you have somebody that, uh, that the Seminoles can, can be excited about?
1: I mean, not as excited as Jordan Travis, who was up to no. Heisman. Um, no. Yeah. They have a fourth year junior and Tate Rodemaker. The, the, the part that really, has me nervous is that i'd never been to the swamp and so before the season started i'm like this will be the season to go so i got tickets and i'm flying into gainesville on friday to go to the game and so to see jordan travis go down in a game that was probably supposed to be florida state by i don't know 12 or 13 14 maybe and then now you got your backup going and it's more like a six point game and uh Everybody tells me about how crazy it is in the swamp for a night game. So uh, kind of looking forward to it, kind of not. But, uh, no, I mean, they got enough to beat Florida and, and Louisville. But without Jordan Travis, I, I I don't think they'll beat any of the teams in the college football playoffs, certainly not Georgia. Um, but if they went out, I don't see how you wouldn't keep an undefeated ACC champion out of the playoff for a one-loss team. I, I don't think the committee would do that.
0: Well, they would leave the ACC immediately if they didn't get in, right? They're already <laughs> kind of wanting to, but that would just be the last straw. And uh, we'll see how that – how did you enjoy the Jerry and Jimmy situation the other day? Take our people kind of behind the scenes because you're – you know, you, you got to get in position. You cover these things. Of course, you're down there. You like to grab film before these games. You inside, you're down there for the athletic, you know, and, oh, wait, there's Jimmy. It's kind of interesting. Oh, walking around with Jerry, what's this about? And so we kind of started to think something was up. But, like, I'm seeing even the timing of your tweet with the news conference is, like, at 12.05, which means that was five (laughs) minutes after kickoff. So, like, were you basically able to, to the first 10 to 15 minutes of the game, Were you? how did you kind of manage that whole situation? I guess it was nice to you had a teammate that you could kind of You could uh, divide and conquer a little bit.
1: Oh man, I I will say this: it was hectic in the moment, but it is the thing. Like I appreciate, like I like the craziness of the Dallas Cowboys, and it's not for everyone. Uh, I can see, Mm -hmm. you know, I've been covering them now this my thirteenth year, and there's so many things that happen that maybe early on I didn't understand why people didn't love covering the Cowboys as much as I just thought it was like the greatest (laughs) job ever, and. I can see where you can get burned out with a lot of this stuff. But, you know, it's one of those things where, like, no one really knows what's going on. I'm Like you said, I'm down there. I usually try, especially in a stadium that we we don't go to very often. And I will say this about that, that Panther Stadium. It's in downtown Charlotte. It is pretty cool, pretty good weather out. So I was walking around concourse, like, uh, you know, in the stands a little bit watching some warm-ups, kind of walking around and, and occasionally listening to the pregame show and then checking Twitter. And I saw that there was a, a press conference announced for – I think it was twelve forty, sort of been eleven forty Dallas time. So twenty minutes before kickoff with Jerry Jones, and I see him down there with Jimmy and I'm like, no way would they do this in Charlotte, North Carolina for a road game, but they're ten and a half point favorites over the over the Panthers. They're not doing this thing here. But I'm like, they're doing a press conference and Jimmy's here. And then the other part of it too, you gotta factor in here. If I'm painting the full picture is that while Jimmy and Jerry are on the sidelines, they're being followed around by a Netflix camera crew for the Netflix documentary that they're doing. on kind of It's the Cowboys as a whole, but it's focusing on the 90s Cowboys. And so yeah. I'm like, there's part of me at that point going, oh, I could see them wanting to do this because the crew's there and everything. But I still can understand why they wouldn't wait for a home game. But then when we get down there, you know, you find everything out where you start to put it together like, oh, it's because, you know, obviously Jimmy's with Fox. The game's being called by Fox. They want to announce it on Fox. Yeah. And they couldn't do it the week before because that game it was all built around the Medal of Honor and and some of the uh, military veterans that they were honoring at halftime. So I, I understood that, but it was just kind of like, why did this happen right here? And so while I do understand and I do believe, Jerry, when he says that it sped things up because of some of the stuff he heard and read after DeMarcus Ware was put in the Ring of Honor, uh, you know, people talking about, well, what, what are you going to do here? You know, you got to put Jimmy in eventually. This has got to happen. And so I think he was going to, but I think this whole Netflix series might have fast fast forwarded things to where like, okay, we got to do it this season because they're filming all of this. And again, I mean, just to give you some more background, like we're out there today at practice, and Jerry comes out there, and he's got the camera crew with him from from Netflix. You know, boom mic, multiple cameras, and Jerry <laughs> Jerry doesn't come out to all the practices. Like he, you know, when you were covering the team there at Valley Ranch, like you see Jerry a ton. We don't see yeah. Jerry a ton anymore at practices, no. and so. There is a little bit of a feel that I'm not saying this is the biggest reason, but just it's gonna it would be hard for you to convince me that this Netflix documentary didn't help get put it over the top to get Jimmy in the ring of honor. I know it sounds messed up, but I I do think it's a fact.
0: Jimmy doesn't he didn't you know, it doesn't make any difference, does it? He's just happy to be in and uh and he was he was willing to play along and for, but but it was funny to hear him act like uh, nothing really ever, you know, we were always got along because we all know the truth to that. Uh, and it was funny hearing Jerry, what did he say? Uh, we're going to put him in 1923 and Jimmy yeah. and Jimmy had to jump in. And, and so uh, it was a, it was a wild scene, but I'm glad you were there to, uh, to document that. And that is a Panthers, uh, that's a fun deal, and I saw you tweeting about. I think I reacted to it, Sir Purr down there, that mascot who has some great reactions. Did you did you encounter Sir Purr, the Panthers mascot, up close, or was this from afar?
1: Oh, oh I did. But one of my one of my favorite videos is when Robbie Anderson was on the team, uh, wide receiver, who was on the sidelines, and and you know he's playing for the Panthers, and they show. The mascot on the big screen and they're at home obviously. And and he and he turns to another receiver, I believe it's DJ Moore, and goes, What's that bear doing? And it was just so funny to hear DJ Moore being like, That's Sir Purr. And then Robbie Anderson being like, You call him that? And he's like, Yeah, it's his name. It's Sir Purr. And it just Robbie Anderson is so disgusted by all of it. And so I did see him up close, but I'm I'm not I wasn't gonna like take a picture with him or anything like down under. It was actually right after we were down there for uh, the Jimmy Jerry thing. But I'm like, but I'm gonna get a video and uh, post it with just what's that bear doing, just to uh, see how many people know what on top. talking. There's a lot of people that thought that I'm just an idiot and I don't know that that's a panther, but it, there's a reason yeah. I tweeted that
0: out. So yeah. No, now that you say it, that comes streaming back to me. That was a funny <laughs> moment. I remember showing my wife that what's that bear doing over there they just it was a very funny didn't Robbie Anderson like his time ended kind of uh went uh, up in flames there he left or something i I think maybe toward the end of the rule era now um well let me, Cowboys,
1: well, quick, let, me let me add yeah. one more thing here on that bat you also yeah. gotta understand this if i'm if I'm painting pictures behind the scene. You also got to factor this in, and, and I know if you're a Cowboys fan and, and you've never been to a road game, you're just at AT&T Stadium, you're going to be used to, Rowdy's always going to have Cowboys fans to get going. That stadium was 80% Cowboys fans, so while you're at home, your mascot's in a tough spot because he's trying to get the crowd into it, but it's hard to even find even a clump of panthers fans sitting together because there's so many cowboys fans that were at that game i mean that was a, that i mean i really do think it was like 70 30 80 20 cowboys fans so that's a tough gig for sir Purr on that day
0: boy i tell you sir Purr. we've talked more about sir per and i'm <laughs> fine with that i i used to like the <laughs> nc state mascot one time we were covering ncaa tournament and 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 he got real up close to us i, was, I think i was with calashaw And it was his name was Mr. Wolf, (laughs) the the wolf, (laughs) like W-U-F-F. And so every time somebody would kind of get close to us or something, we'd always say he's kind of like Mr. Wolf. That just it always (laughs) went back to the mascot there. Um, All right. uh, What do you I mean, just this steady stream of bad teams, although, you know, I guess Seattle will be an interesting opponent. But the commanders, Cowboys have been good at home. They took care of business the other day. I mean, I think Thanksgiving, you're always going to get up for Thanksgiving. I mean, it's hard to get. I mean, commanders are in a bad way. But uh, I I thought that was interesting, uh, Dak, some of those comments he made about, like, being as comfortable ever or, or, or just the chemistry with this current group. Is like the best he's ever felt, and and I we, we and I was just kind of reading your quote and and uh, of that. How did you take that? Just the overall, he does. He, you think he because obviously he liked, um, you know, he liked the previous office coordinator and they had a great relationship. What do you th- or is just Dak in a great place physically? You think, and then that he likes this, he likes this group around him. What you, what did you make of that?
1: I made more of it about the like the everything that's going on right now in terms of his confidence in what he's being asked to do in the offense, but plus at the level that C D Lamb's playing at. And then also mm. you're you're getting a lot of continuity these last few weeks with that offensive line because you actually have that best five playing three games in a row now, where for so long it was always one of those guys, if not more, were out. And let's be honest, he's not going to say this, but there's a significant drop off if one of those starting five offensive linemen aren't there. Their offensive line depth is just not good. And so I think he meant not just him personally, but just the whole situation that they're in right now. Mm -hmm. And if also, if I'm being completely honest, it's one of those things where when the question's asked, there's a party that's kind of going, well, is he really going to sit there and say like, yeah, ah, it's pretty good right now, but... I thought 16, 18, and 21 were a little bit better, but this is all He's probably not going to do that. Just that Dak is a person, like he's going to feed into that. And and he does look really comfortable. So I'm not taking anything away from that. But at the same time, you could also sit there and say, "Uh, yeah, he's in year eight. I, I really don't remember too many times where I thought he looked uncomfortable in his rookie year in 2016. I mean, even recently he's admitted that, you know, he thought that like the way everything went during his rookie year was just like, Hey man, this NFL thing's not that bad. And I remember him at the time saying that Scott Linehan was constantly reminding him going, Hey man, it's not always like this. It's not always like this. Everything was just yeah. pulling for them, you know? But I think for him mentally, physically, you know, he's obviously had a lot of injuries over the last few years, like whether it be significant ones like the ankle or other things that have been nagging. I mean, the thumb and, and, and things like that, uh, throwing shoulder and all. That. So I just think that mentally and physically, and then with what he's got around him, He's about as comfortable he's been and or as comfortable as he's ever been uh, playing quarterback in the NFL.
0: How did you handle Thanksgiving being like a big lions fan? Would you wait and you would watch the game and then eat? or like what was what was that like growing up in, you know in you know, being around the Detroit area and all that, your fandom uh, is all around there and you went to college there. Um, how did you handle that? Were you, were you as a lifelong uh, uh, Detroit Lions fan? Because obviously, I grew up a Cowboys fan, and we only know how to see things through our lens. What do you do if you've got the the early game that you're most interested in?
1: Yeah, so I I my parents are are really cool, and and they're not they're not the type where I have friends that have parents where it's just like we're eating Thanksgiving dinner, turn the TV off. Like my parents are always they knew. Me and my brothers, you know, we're big into sports. Like, the Lions game's going to be on, even though for many of those years they weren't very good. And there were even some years where my parents were fine with me going with my brothers or or some friends to the game, which I did Mm. um, Mm. probably two or three times. So, you know, moving down here to Dallas, it was an easy transition because of the fact that, like, football has always been, like, a big part of of Thanksgiving for us. But the big difference between, you know, being in Dallas or in Detroit is just that – Cowboys are like the marquee game where yeah. the Lions game is kind of just the warm-up, and, and the Lions just weren't very good for many of those years, whereas, like, I mean, I remember watching a lot of those Cowboys games, especially in the 90s. Um, you know, I mean, I, I vividly remember, you know, the Leon Letts sliding into the ball uh, and giving Pete Sojanovich another chance to to kick that, which I was thinking about a lot during the Jimmy-Jerry thing because it's crazy to think that was Jimmy's last loss with the Cowboys because they went on and they didn't lose another game that season after that. And then won the Super Bowl, and then I mean, Jimmy got fired. Then, well, or, or parted ways. Whatever you want to say about it. So, but no, uh, it was always like always in my family. I mean, my parents knew I was obsessed with sports, so the game was always on. I was always watching those games, and my parents were never the type to be like, "You got to turn the game off," or "This is about only family time right now." Like, no, they were. I, it was great. I, I, uh, I. But the Thanksgiving to me is, yeah, it's obviously family, but you know, football is is, is always going to be a huge part of that. And 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 honestly, now with the Cowboys, like as you've seen many a times, I mean, not just Thanksgiving. I mean,
0: the spread that they have up in the press box, I mean, we're pretty spoiled. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can get up there, watch the game, uh, watch that early game. I'll come flying in there a little bit late. Interesting to have the back-to-back Thursday games. Doesn't it feel like the Cowboys have been, the NFL has spent all these years trying to figure out how not to give the Cowboys as huge of a break as it seems like they have? You know, it's like, wait, let's make them go here. Okay, now let's make them play the next Thursday because the whole league has always hated it, even though it's never going to change. But um, it's because it's it's seen as some kind of big advantage. I don't know that it is. What did you think, John Machoda, of watching the Eagles last night? Like, I mean, on one hand, it's like they kind of flopped around for a while, weren't moving it that great, and then made huge plays down the field uh, to take that game. Of course, it took a, a Chiefs receiver dropping a ball. Like, what do you make? I mean, the Cowboys are not likely to catch them. How do you handicap the NFC right now? Having watched the Eagles, the Cowboys seem to be in a better space now than certainly they were after, um, you know, after San Francisco. But with San Francisco, we'll put your Detroit Lions in there. Uh, Cowboys um and the eagles how do you kind of see it right now what's the uh do you think the eagles are just obviously the class because it's like they got the best record but they don't always look the greatest
1: yeah i think it's the eagles clearly i think they're not just the best in the nfc i think they're the best in the nfl and to win that game even if ugly clean whatever to win that game uh in kansas city said a lot about what they are and then obviously their record shows that uh, that they deserve to be considered the best team in the league. And then the other part of it is just the fact that they're going to secure home field throughout the playoffs, and that's one of the best home field advantages you're going to have in sports is playing at Philadelphia. So that's going to be a huge benefit to them. So, yeah, I think it's clearly the Eagles. I would put the Niners second. And I do think the Cowboys can beat either of those teams at AT&T Stadium if it, in a playoff scenario, but I have my doubts about them winning at either one of those places, and, and likely that's where they would have to play. And then I put the Lions right there with the Cowboys. It's kind of like that 3A, 3B in, out of the group. But even with the Lions, like, and it looks like they'll win their division. Um, they might get the two seed in, in the NFC. So even if the Cowboys would have to play them, it would likely be at Ford Field. And uh, obviously that would be a tough environment. That place would be rocking. Um, so, I yeah, I would kind of put like that in those four teams. And then it's a big drop off to whoever's next. It's probably Seattle. Um, but I think it's clearly those four and it's just crazy how like the Cowboys have built such a good home field advantage at AT&T Stadium, a place that's yeah. not really built to be a great home field advantage. And it's, and they're really taking advantage of it in a, in a season where it just looks like even whatever they do at home, they win all their home games, that they're just going to come up short in the standings against the Eagles. And because of that, are going to be on the road in the postseason. And I, and I think that that's problematic. If you told me that they were able to find a way – somehow maybe injuries or something happens with the Eagles and they slip and the Cowboys have home field I mean I think that's the Cowboys would have a great chance to make a deep playoff run but going on the road I have my doubts
0: I just think if Jerry could do some more news conferences on the road maybe that could could that inspire them perhaps before a playoff game just I love I love your thought of that Netflix that he's just kind of Netflix is kind of driving some of this and by the way I don't totally disagree with you because you're right there he was today i think i saw that picture you put out there on twitter and it's not like he's cruising around there constantly like he was in the old days and and he's interacting with Dak, you know during practice yeah i mean he he i, I mean i did we ever see like what netflix paid to sort of do this isn't it some kind of i mean i don't even exactly know how that works but I mean to secure the rights for Jerry to participate. I think it's like a pretty huge amount, isn't it? It,
1: it, it has to be. Um, but then again, who knows? Because the Cowboys are such a big brand, yeah, they might be getting a great, great chunk out of it. I'll give you this behind the scenes. I, I feel like even if nobody else listening will enjoy, I know you will. Uh, just from a media perspective, so when we're done with the Jerry Jimmy thing, we're walking with them to the elevator because we would like to watch the game. At this point, it's halfway through the first quarter, so we're <laughs> waiting. And we're obviously not, we're not going on the elevator with Jimmy and Jerry and a couple of PR staff members and then a couple of people from the Netflix crew. So they take the first elevator up, and we're in a spot where there's not even a TV. We can't even watch the game. We're all a little antsy about this, you know. Uh, that's what we're there paid to do is to watch the game and write about it. And so as we're waiting to catch the next elevator up, here come a couple of, of gentlemen that work with Netflix with their with their cameras, and they announce that we're with Netflix, we're getting on the next elevator. And just the look on everybody's face around us, and needless, I'm not going to name the name of the reporter, but uh was made very clear to them, none of us care about you being with Netflix, we're getting on this next elevator. And just the look on their faces, like, they just assume because they said they were with Netflix, we're all just going to move out of the way. And like, oh, yeah, sure, sure, take this elevator. Like, Giving us a free subscription or something like why? Why would we care that you're on Netflix? Like uh, we're not you're not doing a documentary on us. Like I, I'm trying to go to, do my job right now. I don't care. But just the look on everyone's face, like that's not going to be doing anything here. Uh, it was it was pretty entertaining. I I'll be thinking about that quite a bit when I'm watching the documentary.
0: <laughs> it that sounds like Calvin. Although I could see <laughs> Clarence. Todd would have muttered it, but I don't think he would have come straight out at him uh that you calvin would be most th- likely to come one-on-one adam
1: it was one of the three you
0: mentioned we'll just leave it at that <laughs> <laughs> i don't care about netflix i that's what i wish you were rolling you should have been recording <laughs> i would have liked to have heard that what well, did they respond just, at all or did they just kind of look oh, almost wounded they
1: kind of just no they just kind of dropped their head like okay well we're not even going to get in this argument because there's obviously like 10 or 15 of us that are going to be arguing with, like, two or three people. But it was just the idea that it wasn't like, hey, guys, excuse me, like, uh, we're with Netflix. Uh, do you mind if we get on? It was, we're with Netflix. We're about to get on here. And just the look on everybody's face, I'm telling you, like, we care. Like, like someone was in need, and they were surgeons or something. Like, you're just like, <laughs> I don't oh, – oh, you're oh, – oh, 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 my – hey, everyone, just move aside. They're with Netflix. Everybody just move aside. Like, what?
0: Yeah, that's every again, elevator again. now that you get on with the media, you should shout that out. Just say, I'm with Netflix. Oh, okay. that, that should and, be and your running again, joke. A, a key point in all of this is the fact
1: that the game was halfway through the first quarter and we hadn't been able to really watch yeah. anything because of this impromptu uh, press conference. So because of that, like it's one thing if they would have said that or that would have happened an hour before the game. We were all just kind of, you know, they scheduled this thing well in advance but the game is already going on and we're already missing stuff that we have to write about. So we have to kind of catch up and, you know, try and see what we missed. Thankfully, it wasn't a very, you know, we, you know great game early on and, and the Cowboys took care of what they needed to take care of, but uh, it wasn't a great time to try and flex your Netflix muscles. Let's put it that way.
0: <laughs> I like that. And our audience does too. They like a good <laughs> media story, especially uh, given Netflix trying to throw its weight around Although I should have, if I'd have been there, I would have complimented them on their most recent batch of the Crown. Love that show, The Crown, and it'll finish up in December. but we just lost Diana. I had to experience it all over again. Very sad uh, uh, show last night and uh, um, I, I tried to get my daughter and her boyfriend to watch a little bit of it. They did not seem to have much interest in the Crown, but uh, pretty strong, pretty strong show. John, always fun. Look forward to seeing you, and always enjoy spending Thanksgiving with you. And uh, good luck to your Detroit Lions, and I'm glad their coach, even in his alma mater's time of need, will stay with Detroit, all right? I am too, man. I appreciate it. I'll see you Thursday. There he goes, John Machota from uh, The Athletic.